From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle or War Eagle? That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Welcome to the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I'm Brandon Marcello. I'm joined by Keith Niebuhr. We're going to start off the podcast today talking a little bit about recruiting. Some recruiting news this week on two fronts. Auburn landed uh, the number one junior college offensive tackle in the class of 2020, Killian Zaire, on Monday. And then on Tuesday, 24-7 update, it's top 24-7. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, Keith, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Killian Zaire and his commitment, uh, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it was because, you know, well, you know, Auburn was in it. We knew that. And he had a final three of Auburn, TCU, and UCLA. And we really thought it was going to be Auburn and UCLA. And, you know, quite frankly, our people on the West Coast that, that were plugged into this uh, were getting a lot of positive vibes from people on the UCLA side. And, you know, his school, College of the Canyons, really isn't that far from UCLA. I think it's like North Valley, uh, the northern part of the valley north of LA. So, you know, he had that at the school right there. He visited them a bunch of times. They'd seen him a bunch. And, uh, you know, he's a heavy academic guy. And not that, you know, Auburn and TC aren't good schools, but you know, UCLA's right there, okay? You're talking about a top 30 national school in academics. So a lot of the signs pointed uh, toward that school. But, you know, he visited Auburn May 31st through June 2nd. That went really well. And he said not only did it fit, uh, he fit with the players, he fit with the coaches, all that stuff, really a lot of the coaches. But he felt like, he fit with what Auburn liked out of its tackles, which were long and athletic guys, not 350 pound guys. And he's six, seven and a half, two ninety. Uh, you know, played soccer for 10 years over in Europe. So he has that footwork, you know, uh, still raw, still new to the game of football, but has come such a long way. And Brandon, he's a number one junior college offensive tackle recruit in the country right now. Now that could change during the course of the season. And you're looking at Auburn you say, okay, they're going to lose all five offensive lines, projected starters off 2019. And so you need help. But high school guys are not really who you want to play at offensive tackle. Guys coming right out of high school, unless they're elite, even if they are, you know, there's some major, major growing pains. Now, those are growing pains for JUCO guys too, but older, more mature. Uh, this guy's got a really high upside, as, as Jonathan Buskey does, the commitment you broke earlier in the year, the other offensive tackle uh, that's committed to Auburn from the junior college ranks. So they have those two guys, and then a high school guy, J.D. Cohen, who's very good, but now they can kind of work with him. They don't have to rush him into anything. Uh, you know, with Austin Troxel, you know this, Brandon, you've covered this a heck of a lot more than I have. You know, we don't know how he's going to be. We don't know when exactly he's coming back uh, from his ACL injury, which I believe is his third ACL injury uh, of his career. And, yeah, football. there's so, some, there's some you know, serious concerns about whether he'll, one, be even full speed, but two, whether he'll even be able to play football again among the coaching staff. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, so there you go. And And if he comes back now, now you have more options got some other guys coming back obviously but Killian uh Killian Zaire Killian I, I'm, I'm butchering his name I'm sure he's told it to me a bunch and I still can't quite get it out but you know now it gives you some options and, and if Troxel comes back then you've got one more capable guy maybe you move one of them inside maybe Troxel's a guy who's a big guy was going to play right tackle which means he probably could play right guard quite frankly uh and a very good player when healthy Brandon at least that's what everybody's always said uh, to both you and me I believe so so this was needed, this, you know, for obviously 
because of Ward Auburn's offensive line situation. Now, normally when you go to the JUCOs, a lot of the times you're just looking for depth building. You know, that's not really where you want to live and die. Now, some live and die recruiting. Now, some programs have had great success. I want to say maybe Kansas State's one of them. But generally speaking, you can get a few guys here or there, but uh, but Auburn really needed to go out and get top-flight tackles, offensive tackles in this class, guys that could cap- be capable of playing right away next year. And it looks like they found two. They believe these guys can be starters. And they'll both Busky. Well, Busky's got some academic work to do. They're going to be monitoring that closely, but his plan is to graduate in December, which would be ideal. You get him out there in the spring. If not, wow, he's going to be behind the, uh, you know, behind the, the whatever the word is for a while. And so, uh, yeah, that's not ideal, but, you know, this was a huge pickup and, uh, you know, again, he's, he's still learning how to play the game. This he'll make, he'll make huge progress this fall. You know, so the key now is to maybe go out and get one more high school tackle. So you bring in two tackles from the JUCOs and two from the high school ranks. And then they got to get back at it and recruit some good uh, offensive linemen in the next cycle, too. It's never ending, but this is the fifth offensive line commit for Auburn. They want to take six or seven. There's still a couple guys out there that they could take. And they lead for, they lead for one in-state offensive tackle, Jeremiah Wright, who they would take right now, Brandon. But they're also recruiting some other really good high-level tackles, Marcus Dumerville out of Fort Lauderdale, Broderick Jones, the Georgia commander of Lithonia. There's some chatter that he may be looking around. So you know, if, if, if Jeremiah Wright wants in, he might not want to wait too long. Uh, and then obviously if Auburn wins, Brandon, if, if Auburn's 5-1, and 6-0, and 7-1, and 8, whatever, uh, that could open some eyes too. And you know new names always pop up when that happens. So Auburn's in a good spot right now. You know, they it, it's tricky because they got, they got uh, so many spots to fill and you don't want them to all be high school kids. But uh, this was a huge, huge pickup. You could argue that it was probably one of the two or most two or three most important pickups this recruiting cycle for Auburn. With him being so tall, six foot seven, I mean, which is kind of yeah. what you want anyway at a tackle spot. He's two hundred and ninety pounds. I'm sure the coach yeah. is gonna want him to put on a little bit of weight. Yeah. Yeah, probably a little. I mean, you deal with these guys more than I do once they get to college, but you know, gosh, you look at the NFL there, they're not not every tackle. Now there are Trent some Trent Browns out there, uh, who I actually covered at Georgia <laughs> yeah. Military College. Uh, there are some of those big guys and uh, but you know, but, uh, if you're good, you're good, right? And and what you know, I think what really helps him and he's talked about this with me a few times is that having played uh, you know, obviously called football over there, but having played soccer so many years growing up in Germany, which, you know, if you follow soccer on the world stage, you know that that country's as competitive as any in the world in soccer. You know, we tend to think of the South American countries, but Germany's, I believe, one, uh, well, West Germany in there too. Uh, they've been in the World Cup final as much as just about anybody. So it's huge there. And he has that, uh, he brings that dimension because, you know, a lot of times, well, and I'll tell you something else, Brandon, the trend for a lot of years was to find these big guys and then knock the bad weight off of them. And you still see that time to time. Trent Brown, who we just mentioned is one. Juwan Taylor was a 400 pound player that Auburn recruited, signed with Florida, and then just went in the second round. He had to lose a lot of weight, but more and more you're seeing the opposite. You're seeing guys that are tall and thin that they then put weight on because it's good weight, right? And they're they're uh, they didn't lose years of flexibility, <laughs> or you know, I mean, when you're 400 pounds, it's hard to really do too much, right? So that you're seeing more guys like him, like Killian Zire, who start off a little on the more thin side and then put the good weight on. In fact, I had a couple people in Auburn say he really reminds us that us being Auburn uh, that. Uh, of a guy named Garrett Bowles, who Auburn recruited a few years ago out of, I want to say, Snow Junior College in Utah. They lost out to him 
to Utah because he had family there and just a bunch of reasons. But Auburn, I think, finished second or third there. Uh, he ended up being a first-round pick of the Denver Broncos. He was a tall guy that put on weight and put on weight and uh, eventually just got better and better. But this guy already, after playing one year of American football, excuse me, of playing one foot one year of football in America and just a couple of years of American football, uh, is already the number one junior college recruit in the country at his position, a premium position. So, yeah, he could play left tackle, but I think Auburn's probably got him slated for right tackle. But, you know, we'll see. They'll figure all that out when they get him on campus. You know what I mean? Now, he uh, he expects to be there in, uh, in January. Potentially, he could come for bowl practices. And, Brandon, I think, I really think, now he hasn't said this, but his family's in Germany. And as much as he loved being in California and being close to UCLA and and we thought that that would help UCLA. Everybody out there did, at least. And, and uh, that, uh, you know, he's a lot closer to Germany in Atlanta now. That's actually, you know, at the Atlanta airport, I mean, that's actually a pretty manageable flight. So I, I think that probably might probably played some factor in this, too. Hard to think you've got a home field advantage when you're recruiting a kid from Germany. But the flight from L.A. is a heck of a lot longer than the one from Atlanta. But he's a really good player, really smart kid, academics. Once I believe he said focus something in sports medicine. Um, but this is a really big pickup for Auburn. I'm, you know, and I, I, I just it's just hard to it's hard to put into words because they have to have guys that can play right away next year. They have to. Now, they, they may have some backups, Brandon, that are pretty good. But, you know, and you would again would know a lot more about that than me. But we ain't seen him play a lot. So how do we know? Right. Yeah, I mean these are these are guys that when they come in, they're going to have to play immediately because Auburn doesn't. Yeah. I mean, they have players behind the the ones that are there now, but they don't have a lot of experience, and there's a reason for it. And they're upperclassmen guys. I mean, obviously Bailey Sharp is a senior this year, but he hadn't played a lot. And then beyond that, you're looking at guys like Broderius Ham and Tayshawn Manning on the inside. They haven't played a lot. Maybe they come out and play very well at the guard spots. But the big issue. Uh, is the tackle spots right and left tackle? I mean, also Troxel, if he comes back healthy, I mean, he he'll be the starter at right tackle. The guys, I think he could have a phenomenal career. But man, three torn ACLs over the last three four years—that's difficult to yeah. overcome. Um, Brandon, Brand, I don't know if you've heard this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, especially with all that weight on your on your knees. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, poor kid. I just just a terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, by the way, another kid. By the way, that was was a thin kid growing up and just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you look at him and wow, Austin Troxel looks like an NFL offensive tackle. Yeah, he does. he does. He does. Maybe certainly. you move. Maybe if he's healthy, maybe Zaire Busky move inside. I mean, you know, you'll have options. You'll have options that if you don't have those two guys, you don't have. You know what I mean? Uh, and and you know, Nick Brahms is is a guy that's coming back at center that has started games at center. So. You know, that, that's another guy that, that gives you some experience there. And then, like you said, they've always talked uh, talked up some of these other guys. They just got to go do it. Yeah, I, Ideally, Auburn would actually beat people pretty good in some games this year and, and get these guys some experience. I mean, that that's, you know, it's funny, Brandon. You, you've been covering football a long time. It's just funny to me that sometimes the backup guys end up being better than the starters. You know what I mean? When it's finally their time, when their year finally comes, Sometimes they surprise you a little bit. So you just never really know, I guess. Uh, offensive line coaches probably more than anybody, it seems like, really fall in love with their guys. Um, so yeah. who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, you perform so well in practice or not so well in practice, but then when the, the game comes on, you you know, you get the beast inside you a little bit along the offensive yeah. line, and then all of a sudden they're like, where'd this guy come from? Uh, it happens. It's football, uh, especially at the offensive well, line spot. 
Yeah, you also have to develop that chemistry between right. the five guys. It's so unique to everything else. Like four defensive linemen, they got to have some chemistry. But the five, they're kind of like, well, that's why when you see them practice, a lot of times they got them holding hands out there. They're, yeah. they're like, uh, they're like uh, connected at the hip, really. You know what I mean? It's interesting yep. though. And um, I, I talked to Keely. And one more thing, if I could just throw this in there, he doesn't think he's going to be make it, be able to make it back to Auburn for any games this fall. That's a little bit of a concern because perhaps somebody could convince him. Maybe some friends say, "Oh, let's go check out UCLA." And you know, let's be honest, UCLA was not very good last year, but better late in the season, and probably going to make more improvement this year in year two under Chip. Uh, Chip, I want to call him Chip Lindsay, but Chip Kelly. Uh, so who knows? You have to always guard against that. And then what happens if Auburn struggles? I mean, this, that, and the other. But for right now, this is a huge pickup. He's locked in. I don't think he's uh, really looking around. Um, it was close between those schools, but he, everything kept pointing to Auburn. And he's got big aspirations right now. And, and you know, even the kids from Germany that follow football, Brandon, they know that the SEC is really where it's at right now. And, and I think that was another big thing. And then obviously, let's give credit to J.B. Grimes, the offensive line coach, who you know, gets shredded a lot on the message boards. And, and, and look, I mean, you know, sometimes these guys bring it on themselves. I mean, it's a results-oriented <laughs> profession, right? Uh, and also, um, Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator, who, by the way, was lead recruiter here and lead recruiter with Jonathan Buskey, the other offensive tackle commit. Kenny's a young, energetic guy with a uh, just a, a passion for football, but also a passion for, for life. You can tell him and tell just by talking to him and when he's with kids, with these recruits, um, he's a young guy. He's 29 years old. He's really relating well to them. And, uh, you know, you're looking at these guys and you're seeing three stars, but these were critical need guys. And Kenny Dillingham really, uh, really did a lot to get these guys. And, and, uh, and he's very good at doing the work. He's very good at doing the worm. I was impressed by the video that yeah, uh, yeah. Killian Zaire posted of Kenny Dillingham doing the worm. Very good form. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't even know, guys, Kenny, I, I can't believe, Brandon, it's getting the point, how old are you now, what are you, 23, 24? Uh, thir- 30, 20, 23, 24, <laughs> goodness gracious, 30, well, no, 34. The point, okay, let's get to the point now, like, all of a sudden, you're older than some of the coaches you're covering. It just yeah, happens weird. overnight. I'm older than almost all of them. I mean, it just really happens overnight. So you got this 29-year-old guy that's full of energy. And uh, again, it's resonating well with these guys. And a lot of recruits out there just kind of want to see results. Okay, they don't know much. They know Keenan Dillingham, the person, the, the personality. They like him. They want to see some results. So they they want to see what kind of offense Auburn's going to have. How's he going to develop quarterbacks? Um, Auburn's really got a chance. Now, they're number fourteen in the rankings right now. And to give you an example, though, uh, it's a pretty good group. It's one of the ten best in terms of average rating per commit. But yeah. also, they're 14th. The number 13 team in the rankings is FSU, which is getting a lot of pub out there about how great they're recruiting and Willie Taggart's you know, second cycle. And yet, they're barely ahead of Auburn, and, Auburn's, and, and Auburn has two fewer commits than FSU. So we got to give Auburn a little bit of credit here. They're in the running with a lot of big-name guys. Tank Bigsby's a running back that's a talented guy that's going to visit soon. Uh, Ethan Pouncey's a top 100 recruited cornerback. Uh, Ladarius Tennyson's a four-star safety from Florida Auburn's in, in with, and you know a finalist for pretty much. And so four-star cornerback Kendall Dennis out of Lakeland, Florida, playing for national power, the Lakeland High Dreadnoughts. So they're in it with a lot of guys. If they can go out and have a good season, Brandon, they really could get in that top ten again, or at least be close. You know what I mean? They got a chance. They got a chance, and um, you know, obviously, they got to go out and they can't go out and throw up a six and six, or they're going to be looking for a new coach. And I'm going to be calling some new recruits. It's going to be a long winter if that happens. But uh, 
But uh, you know, I think it's been a, a good, a good run, a great summer for Auburn, which not that long ago was 29th in the rankings, had six commitments and, and a lot of big pickups this summer. They needed it. They needed it badly. And not coincidentally, all these pickups came after Big Cat Weekend, which you know once again came through big for Auburn football. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we updated the top 24-7 at 24-7 Sports yeah. Recruiting Rankings uh, this week on Tuesday, actually. Um, Keith, uh, some news there for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, big big news. Trenton Simpson, who our guys have loved for a long time, had him in the 30s in the national rankings, have now moved him up to number 14, I believe. Now, uh, as, we're, as we're talking, Brandon, they're still making some final adjustments, but it looks like he's going to be 14th. That means he'll be a five-star with 247 sports. And you'll remember last year, Auburn signed a five-star linebacker in Owen Popo, and also in this cycle probably has the most athletic defensive recruit in the country committed a linebacker in Wesley Steiner. So, again, Travis Weaves hitting a home run at linebacker, uh, and it was needed. They needed some guys this cycle, and, and they're hoping they're not done. They're still working on – uh, some Buck guys, which, yeah, I mean, I know they listed the outside backer, but it's really a guy. They work with Rodney Garner. But uh, Trent Simpson's a great player, 6'2 and a half, 225, I think, in that range, 220. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Mallard Creek High School, very well known program. Had a first round pick in DJ Humphreys a couple of years ago, an offensive tackle. Uh, so this is a, a great player who performed at a very high level at the opening finals uh, in Texas, which is just shorts and, and t shirt. But what you're using it for if you're a rankings person is validation of what you already thought about a guy. And going into that event, Barton Simmons, our uh, national director of scouting for 24 seven sports said, look, this is a guy I'm going to be watching closely because I think he's got five-star potential. So Trent Simpson went out there and did a lot of things well, tested well, and then went out and played well, had a lot of batted down passes. Uh, I think he had a, an interception or two. Was yeah, all I remember over seeing that field. on video. Yeah. Yeah. He just moves. He just moves at a, I mean, He's smart. First of all, I think that's what you need to know. Military family, super smart kid. Uh, and, that, and then that, that high IQ, which sometimes doesn't translate to the field, does with Trenton. And he's uh, he's kind of a more athletic – I don't know how I'm saying this. He's more of an outside guy. But he reminds me somewhat of Deshaun Davis in the sense he's got those great instincts. The difference is he's, he's more athletic than Deshaun Davis. Now, is he going to be as good a player as Deshaun Davis? That remains to be seen. But at this stage, he's certainly a better prospect than Deshaun was. But uh, – you know, this this is a big, a big, big recruit for Auburn who's going to play a lot next year. He's going to play a lot. There is no doubt about that in 2020. Auburn really is going to have some kind of linebacker core over these next yeah, few man. years. Yeah, I mean, they're stacked. Uh, Travis they, Williams. Well, they're going to need it because they're losing a lot of good defensive linemen. Yeah, I you know. know. Like um, 
you better you better have great linebackers if you lose the guys like Nick Coe and Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. Yeah, uh, it, it, that could be an issue, and we'll talk about that yeah. more later in the recruiting yeah. process because yeah. Rodney Garner's got to get on on some guys there late, which he's done yeah. in the past. So I Absolutely. I don't think and, that and look, he had a I, great I don't think a lot last year. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people are doubting Rodney Gardner. Uh, start doubting him if it's late in the process and they're really struggling because yeah. that's usually yeah. when he pulls a, a surprise out of the hat or two. We, but with Trenton Simpson, as you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, before the uh, update, he was ranked. 30th, 34th, excuse me, nationally 34th, by 24 yeah. 7 sports. Looks like he's about to take a jump of about 20 spots and get that coveted five star after being a four star linebacker. So huge, huge for Auburn. And uh, what was it? All three commitments uh, for Travis yeah. Williams at linebacker got uh, on the Butkus Award High School list this week as well. Yeah, so he's just know, killing it, yeah, man. And that's, yeah, that's 50. I keep interrupting you. I get all excited. You know, sorry about that, Brandon. But. That's 51 of the top linebacker recruits in the country, and Auburn's got all three commits on that list, which is significant. I, I, I get, I should point out with Trenton Simpson, though, that uh, you know, other schools are going to continue to recruit him, North Carolina being one, and North Carolina's got some kind of recruiting mojo right now. Uh, things have changed, though. There's no doubt about that. They're recruiting at the level uh, they, that, that they were when Butch Jones was there. Butch Jones, am I getting the right name? Butch Johnson? Butch Davis. There we go. Butch Davis. But a third time there. Uh, they're recruiting at a really high level, so they're going to keep after him. He's obviously an in-state kid, but right now it looks like he's really locked in with Auburn. He's really tight. These three linebacker commits are close. I don't think there's any doubt about that, uh, particularly Wesley Steiner and Trenton Simpson. Uh, they've all gotten to know Owen Popo, Kenny Britt, uh, Chandler Wooten, all those guys really well. And you know, One thing that Travis Williams does is he creates a family-like atmosphere. Oh, he's incredible at it. So it's, yeah, it's not just his it's not just the team. It's in his room, in his room. And he's looking for guys that fit in his room. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, he is not playing second fiddle to anybody. And I, I mentioned this a few, uh, maybe a couple months ago on the board, Brandon. I said, look, Travis Williams is basically telling kids, this is Auburn. I'm not going to sit around and wait for you to wait for other offers that you think might be better than Auburn. You either want in or you don't. And you know what? Uh, some people said, well, that's ridiculous. Come on. They're beating out nobodies for these guys. Well, look who they ended up signing. That was before they were committing. That was before they had anybody committed. They picked up 100 recruits and another four-star in Cam Riley since then, and I think he's got the right attitude. Granted, people laughed at Dabo Sweeney when he said, once you commit to Clemson, you, we, we're not letting you take any yeah. other trips. If you do, I we're was, dropping you. I was just uh, about remember, to say that. It sounds a lot like how Clemson and Dabo Sweeney have done well, things over the last few and years. Remember, though, Brandon, he started that before they were really that great. Okay, and people laughed at him and said, "Oh, come on, this isn't going to work. You're Clemson for God's sakes. You're not Alabama." Well, he's not Alabama right now. He's better than Alabama, and so you know, I think Travis Williams has the right idea. You people will, you know, what do they say in, in newspapers, Brandon? I maybe maybe I learned differently than you, but you know, they, we would always say, "Well, this is not what the readers want. We got to give them what they want." And sometimes people say, "No, we determine what they want. We, it's our job to figure out what the news is. They're, they're counting on us to tell them what the news is." And uh, now I already forgot my point. Well, this this is what you get with me, Brandon. I go off on one tangent and forget another. But well, no. Sometimes, sometimes, point. sometimes, if you know how things should be run, whether it's you know a college program or a newspaper or something, a narrative of everything. Not saying a newspaper runs a narrative, but yeah. we go out and go get news. And if yeah. you know a readership doesn't know that it wants it, but then ends up getting it. 
that's kind of what's happened at col- okay. uh, on the college yeah. campus of Clemson. They, you don't I know that I- blocking kids from you know committing to other programs and then saying, "Hey, I want to come back to Clemson" is going to work out. But in the long run, it does. If you set yourself in your own principles, usually, if you're successful, like Davos Sweeney's been, just for a few years, people will catch on to it and they'll respect it. You, you reminded me of what my point was, which is you set your own value. You're telling people your value. You're valuable. You know, sometimes when you make events free to people, you're telling them subconsciously that it's probably not worth much. It's free. If uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if you tell a reader, if if you write something that, and I call it uh, Keith's tiny notes, well, the reader is going to say, well, the, these are tiny notes. Why do I even? What, what's going to be in them? Nothing. But uh, you know, Travis Williams gives Auburn a high value. Okay, he, he says, look. This is Auburn. This is a, this is an elite program. That's what he's telling kids, and they're buying in, and, and much like they did with Dabo Sweeney. So uh, they're doing good things there. And uh, you know, the question is going to be, uh, you know, if Travis Williams, I mean, is he going to is he going to move up? Is he going to move on? Is he going to, you know, he's an Auburn guy, but opportunities do present itself. NFL teams are going to see what this guy's doing because it's not just recruiting the, the performance on the field, Brandon, and again, I defer to you here, but it, it, it's definitely gone up. And so, uh, yeah, he's somebody that's really an up-and-comer in this coaching profession. And that's the thing. I've yet to hear one coach or player or anybody say a bad thing about him. And usually everybody's kind of, oh, this coach is treating me this way or whatever. No, not, not like that with Travis Williams. I think that says a lot about it. One is character, but two, uh, why he's so successful in recruiting and keeping these kids on campus, and then obviously developing them. I, I think that's a, another thing that's uh, is being lost a little bit in this. We're just saying, wow, yeah. he's recruiting oh, heck out yeah, of these kids. But what about yeah. the kids that were on campus the last couple of years and his development of them? Uh, I think yeah. he's done. He's just done a phenomenal job. And as you said, a lot of people question like. You're going to bump up a graduate assistant, and it's just like, oh, it's a former Auburn player. Let's bump him up. No, the guy's legit, and he's got coaching in his background. I think people forget about that. Auburn's not his first coaching spot or even his first kind of major coaching spot as far as responsibilities. So he's he's used to it. Well, I never forget this either. He's working with Kevin Steele, who's – I mean, look, that's a guy that's been around the block, coached linebackers at Nebraska in the heyday coach linebacker in the NFL. So he's got that guy to kind of lean on too. Not yeah, and also yeah, Kevin has had a recruit. This and this and his first go around too. So Travis gets a lot of the credit and Kevin does a lot of stuff behind the scenes too. But it's it's really a perfect uh, tandem it seems like. But yeah, Travis is an upper comer. It's gonna be funny for me and you as we're older, you know, we'll call each other twenty years from now when we're with the well let's say in twenty years I'm gonna be using a walker. You're still gonna be relatively young. But is Travis Williams gonna be able to keep up this energy and how long? And uh you know, he's really got his own persona on Twitter, too. You know, most of the Auburn coaches kind of are not big Twitter guys. I mean, they retweet things and they, they put out GIFs or GIFs or whatever they're called and all that stuff. But, you know, Travis Williams puts out little clips of him singing him fishing. He shows his uh, how family-oriented he is by tweeting out videos with his little daughters. He seems to get this. He seems to have figured that out. They're preaching family to these kids, and he's, instead of telling them, he's showing them. He's showing these recruits that he's a family guy and all that stuff. Whatever he's doing, it's working. I tell you, if I'm a young coach, I'm looking at what he's doing, and I'm saying, I'm going to try to emulate this guy. 
All right, everybody, make sure and check out our top 24-7s updating uh, as we speak, and it'll be up at auburn.247sports.com. You can go through all the rankings yourself, and, of course, Keith's going to have a little update of his own that's Auburn-centric that'll give you an idea of Trenton Simpson and others and how they've moved up or down in in the ratings um, at 24-7 Sports. So check us out at auburn.247sports.com. For Keith, I'm Brandon. Thanks for joining us on the Auburn Undercover Podcast. We'll see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24-7 Sports. Go undercover with Auburn Undercover. Auburn Undercover.